This episode brought to you by Bespoke Post. Get your box of awesome today. I'm the Nostalgia Critic Guy, remember it, so you don't have to. Here's a fun fact. This is one of the earliest movies I saw in the theater. Not that it was the absolute first. I saw a couple before this, but two of my earliest and favorite movie-going experiences are seeing this in an American tale in 1986. They were the perfect big-screen movies to introduce to a kid because they were small characters living in a big world allowing you to embrace on the big screen a gigantic universe you recognize but saw from a different point of view. Sometimes it was grand and wonderful, other times pretty damn freaky. It was so much of what I wanted a movie experience to be like, and it helped that it had decent characters and story too. Based on the book series Basil of Baker Street, it stars a rodent version of Sherlock Holmes because the 80s were really trying to make Holmes a thing again, <laughs> and was a modest success but doesn't get talked about as much in terms of Disney animated films and that's kind of a shame. It has what might be Disney's best pairing of a hero and villain, two energetic and egocentric geniuses who obsess over destroying the other. Not that there haven't been better Disney heroes or Disney villains, but in terms of equally matched arch nemeses like two sides of the same coin, I really can't think of a duo in this animated library better matched than them. It's a simple yet stylized, intellectual yet action-packed, cute yet dark, tiny yet grand cinematic adventure. And we're gonna look it over here today. Over 35 years later, let's take a look at the history of Darkwing's table statue. This is The Great Mouse Detective. Ah, 80s Disney, where if you said, that's too dark, your folks said, that's the world! We open in London during the late 1800s, where a toy maker named Flabbersham, voiced by Alan Young, gives his daughter Olivia a present. You made this just for me? Wow, you created Rodent Amica just because I turned five? Yeah, Flabbersham is pretty much Skynet producing Barbies, so no surprise, others want his talents for evil means. Stay in here, and don't come out. 80s Disney, you little shits. Yeah, no PG for rude humor here. This is 80s G and all its- Ah! 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 Glory. So after four-year-old me was traumatized, we cut to a mouse named Dawson, who just retired from the Queen's Regiment. I had just arrived in London after lengthy service in Afghanistan. That hits different! That's Fal Benton voicing him, by the way. And if you're thinking, man, does he sound like the Sultan from Aladdin, Disney thought the same thing and had him replace Douglas Seal as the Sultan in future Aladdin projects. Which is funny for such a thin, lanky guy. He played short, pudgy characters quite often. Oh my, are you all right, my dear? He stumbles across Olivia, who says she's searching for the world-renowned detective Basil to help her find her kidnapped father. We'll find this puzzle chap together. Perhaps we'll find a sunny day in this film, too. Actually, wait, no, there are no day shots in this entire movie at all. God, 80s Disney was the best! They find Baker Street and wait for Basil's arrival as... I shall have him! We might have a Peter Sellers murder by death situation. Who are you? Basil of Baker Street, my good fellow. 
Yes, they were gonna go with the glasses with the slanty eyes in it, but Disney said, absolutely not. We don't want him to be confused for a cat. Basil is voiced by Barry Ingham, and he brings an infectious amount of eccentric energy and charm to this character that could easily become annoying, but instantly pulls you into the excitement of whatever he's excited about. How the deuce did you know I was a doctor? You've sewn your torn cuff together with a Lambert stitch, which of course only a surgeon uses. It's also great to see a Disney lead that's full of himself, overly dramatic, and doesn't really change that much by the end. My dad is gone, and... I'm all alone. This is a most inopportune time. Most Disney leads would have to confront these flaws or they'd have them be the comic relief. But it's part of what makes him so fun and memorable. We recognize these flaws in ourselves at times and like that there's a character that not only learned to live with them but often uses it to his advantage, helping drive himself closer to his goal of catching his nemesis. The horror of my every waking moment, Professor Rattigan. <laughs> so evil, his teeth show whenever his name is mentioned. This of course leads to our introduction of Radigan, voiced by Vincent Price. And in my opinion, this is one of the most inseparable animated performances I've ever seen. Oh, uh, by the way, I'm uh, taking the liberty of having your daughter brought here. Don't get me wrong, there's plenty of great actors that match great animation, and there's a lot to be praised about that. But if you were asked to, you can close your eyes and imagine these actors talking in a recording booth. It's not that big a stretch. Radigan's gestures match so well with Price's voice, my mind cannot split the two. I would spend many a sleepless night if anything unfortunate were to befall her. This animation breathes this voice. It'd be like hearing the music of Sorcerer's Apprentice without thinking of Mickey Mouse. It's damn near impossible it matches so perfectly. Let me show you how it works. What? Basil on the case! I haven't had a moment's peace of mind. Though, frankly, I expected you 15 minutes earlier. <laughs> the only other anime characters I can think of that work this seamlessly are Robin Williams as the genie and James Woods as Hades. And sure enough, all these actors the animators watched and worked in their movements, slithering into every dragged out whisper and chomping into every emphasized roar. Oh, how sweet. It must be ready tonight. I can hear these voices without connecting them to these characters, but I can't see these characters without connecting them to these voices. There's plenty of anime characters that feel alive to me, but these guys just exist on a whole other plane. And aren't you proud to be a part of it? <laughs> on that note, Radigan is basically the same as Basil, egocentric, brilliant, and overly dramatic. He just also happens to be on the side of evil, using the toy maker for an evil plan. We are about to embark on the most odious, <laughs> diabolical scheme of my illustrious career. Also, Bill, glad to see you finally landed. Seeing how this is one of the few Disney musicals that only has one impromptu musical moment, I'm glad it's a villain song. Even meaner, you mean it. Confirmed widows and orphans were drowned in this G-rated universe. And seeing the competition that came out that same year, you can guess who one of them was. I love that being called a rat in this crime world isn't insulting because someone's a snitch, but because someone's literally a rat. I like this design is more rat-like too compared to all the other mice, and again, kind of an interesting parallel to the competition that also had a villain with rat disguises. Radigan tosses the drunk naysayer to his pet cat, Felicia. 
You're the tops. And that's that. I couldn't help it. I had to rhyme something with the word that, and it's already in your name. What would you do? Basil decides to take the case once he finds it, well, serves him, as he questions the motives of his fearful foe. Question is, what would he want with a toy maker? I mean, what kind of toys does he make exactly? Oh, I love it when I'm nasty. His henchman, or henchbat named Fidget, is seen outside the house, so Basil chases after him. Not for long, Miss Flamhammer. Flavisham. Whatever. Yeah, it's a running joke about Basil mispronouncing the last name Flavisham. Flamhammer. Flavisham. Whatever. Miss Flanchester. Flavisham. Whatever. Miss Flangerhanger. Whatever. Which I guess is cute, except for the fact that he clearly pronounces it correctly later. Dawson! Flavisham! So he's just dicking around with them most of the time, I guess. Actually, who am I kidding? I can see him doing that. Okay, why do Disney houses always have such classy mouse holes? There's a good deal of German music on the program. It is introspective, and I want to introspect. Fun fact, that actually is Basil Rathbone, arguably the most famous Sherlock Holmes playing Sherlock Holmes. But I am disappointed they didn't get the original actor who played Toby. <laughs> he delivered that line like a rover. Toby follows the scent of Fidget to a toy shop. You'll be good now. We're going to find my father. Yeah, Olivia's always one yippee away from being obnoxious, but they know when to scale the cute stuff back and give it more of a bite. Even the toy shop is kind of unsettling. Like this toy reminds me they remade Dumbo. And don't you know the new Disney rules? There should be like 11 Disney cameos in this scene, not just one. <laughs> Fidget kidnaps Olivia. Yeah, for kids in the 80s, quicksand and bags became like our biggest fears. And he manages to escape with her. Now she's been spirited away by that maniacal little monster. Basil screams at Dawson for not watching her closely, causing him to feel awful. It's not entirely hopeless. We'll get her back. Little character moments like this do add a lot of heart and urgency. It shows there is a part of Basil that can get out of his own head and legit cares separating him from his criminal counterpart. Your charming daughter. Olivia! One of my favorite theater memories is how hard everybody laughed at this one line. Oh, my foot, my only foot. I already have a hard enough time finding Halloween costumes every year. Once upon a time, there lived a little boy in his 40s. He lived in a scary red room that he should probably see somebody about. Seriously, what's that little picture there? Is that melting candy lady? That's weird. Anyway, of all the packages that get dropped off at his door, hands down, the best box he opens every month is Box of Awesome from Beast Book Post. His Box of Awesome is filled with carefully chosen gear from the best small brands around the world. Let's see what he got this month. Oh, goody! Simply award-winning Koopa Rocks glasses. They create a swirling motion when set down, which enriches the aroma of the drinker's pleasure. Ho, 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 what's this? It also comes with a glass bottle to mix drinks in, as well as three drink recipes. No matter what you have going on this summer, Box of Awesome has you covered. From camping gear, essential cookout must-haves, and drink upgrades, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. Whimsy, whimsy, whimsy! To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. Each box is valued at $70, but you only pay a fraction of that price. Magical sound effects. There you go. Plus, with each box of awesome, you're supporting small businesses. 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small, up-and-coming brand. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel any time. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code NOSTALGIA at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code NOSTALGIA for 20% off your first box. Once more, that's boxofawesome.com, code NOSTALGIA. And then he lived happily somewhere else. Goodbye! 
plays God of War for the first time every Friday on Twitch. We also have content five days a week. Hope to see you there. Basil looks over the note that Fidget left behind and hopes to gather some clues from it. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. This is a minor thing, but I really love that Basil's a cartoon character that mumbles to himself. Good, good, good. Yeah, no, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. What am I about to commit? Not that he's the first or anything, but it wasn't something you saw often. It's a little touch that makes him feel a bit more real. This reaction could only have been triggered by the paper's extreme saturation with distillation of sodium chloride. He deduces it came from a pub by the riverfront, so they disguise themselves and sneak into a place called the Rat Trap. Isn't that a great name? <laughs> I'm always a sucker for smoky places like this where they play poker, throw punches, and toss shit at the stage. Also, I guess mermice are a thing in this world? That must have been a fun note for the background artist to read. Yeah, hi, I just want to make sure, on page five you said draw a... I didn't misread that. Okay, we put a naked woman in Rescuers. I'm used to these mouse movies being... Uh... On that note, I know a percent of you watch this scene asking, do I like mice now? Disney actually had a hard time, pun totally intended, getting this past censors because it was deemed too risque for a G-film. Again, all the smoking, drinking, on-screen and off-screen deaths were fine, but this was pushing the limit. They eventually convinced them by saying they're not human, they're mice, so nothing questionable is going on. I think a lot of questioning was going on with people after watching this scene. Mmm, I know what mouse hole I wouldn't mind getting stuck in. Oh, come on, baby, don't be like that! How can someone so small slap that hard? They locate Fidget just as a brawl breaks out, and they follow him to Radigan's hideout. Radigan has been expecting him, though, and I just love how childish and petty he shows him up here. I half expected a picture of his ass mooning them to drop down as well. Which, knowing the internet... Yeah, you can Google that, of course you can. They're tied to a mouse trap, and Radican confesses he couldn't decide what execution to give them, so he decides on all of them. God, I love this villain. First, a sprightly tune I've recorded especially for you. I know there's technically only one song that's off the cuff in this, and the others are ones that are planned out, like it doesn't need to be a musical in order for them to exist. With that said, even the ones that could have just been phoned in are real toe tappers. Goodbye. So soon, and isn't this a crime? Legendary composer Henry Mancini did all the music for this. And he is so crazy talented, you'll almost forget that this also has his name on it. <laughs> Radigan makes his way to Mouse Buckingham Palace. Okay, how do some of these mice civilizations work? Well, pretty advanced, actually, as the toy maker creates a robot of the queen to appoint Radigan as the new royal council. My new royal console Ratigan! Has the Queen's new motor oil perfume gone to her head? Basil feels defeated, but Dawson convinces him he can still save the day. Again, I like it's less about him and his friends getting killed and more about somebody being smarter than him. Ratigan's <laughs> proved he's more clever than I. He would never have walked into such an obvious trap. Unless it was set in a leather bar or something. 
Basil finally gets an idea, because I guess every last gangster was needed to take out the guards. I mean, I don't know, they look pretty easy to take out to me. <laughs> Nobody is there to stop him. As expected, this escape is pretty inventive. I too don't know how I missed the Mythbusters where they prove that as fact. They get to the palace and stop the queen from getting eaten by Felicia. Aha, so Biden recently saying God save the queen still makes no sense. They show the robot is a phony and rush Radigan. I kind of love this one goon who's like, well, she's got an umbrella, I got a gun. I lose. Radigan escapes though with Olivia as a hostage. Stay where you are or the girl dies. Harry Dawson. I don't care if she dies. Disney produces kids like a childhood trauma factory. Gather up those balloons. They follow Radigan's blimp with their own balloons. Again, I love how legit inventive this movie is. But Basil and Radigan smash in the Big Ben. I know I've mentioned this before, but this is the first time an animated film has ever used CGI. And it looks pretty seamless, making for an appropriately large and rather epic climax. You really feel the size and weight of these gears. And as Basil continues to use his smarts to get out of trouble, Radigan loses his patience and reveals himself for the monster he really is. This whole scene is just beautifully animated, edited with high adrenaline, and again, pretty intense for a G-rated flick. Jesus! Thank God those women were mice or this would have been too much for kids. This though, Frank, can you make it sound more like he's gargling blood every time he's hit? <laughs> we're 80s Disney, we can't leave the kids unscarred. Seriously, this is right up there with some of the best action sequences in any animated Disney film. It's short, but it's effectively put together. The game's not over yet! Radigan falls to his death and takes Basil with him, resulting in a pretty decent fake-out. It's actually hard to figure out how he would survive that. But again, because he kept his cool, he figured an inventive way out. Good fellow! Oh, jolly good! Ah. Dawson, don't bring the balloons too close to my propel- ah. No, of course they get back safe, and Basil says goodbye to his friend and client, despite never getting her name right. I'll never forget you. Nor are you, Miss F Miss F 80s Disney man. Oh my, we're late to catch our train. Come along, Olivia. Let's go before they realize they never made a Scrooge McDuck joke. Is this the home of the famous Basil of Baker Street? Another client enters the home just as Basil announces Dawson is his new partner. Isn't that right, Doctor? Yes, by all means. Professional or romantic? Yes. Was the Great Mouse Detective. Okay, it's no Beauty and the Beast, but it's still pretty fun and entertaining. A lot of that is centered around the hero, the villain, and the animation that brings them to life. Not to say the other elements of the film are bad by any means, but they're a bit more what you'd expect with an animated kids film at the time. These two characters and their joy slash obsession with their work and with each other is really what helps it stand out. The slight edge it has with the sometimes mature imagery that never goes quite too far also adds a welcomed harshness and excitement. It's just good fun with a smart hero, a smart villain, and a lot of inventive ingenuity. I hear more and more it's growing a bit of a fan base, and I'm glad to see that. Because if you've checked it out, you know that only be elementary. I'm a nostalgia critic, I remember it so you don't have to.
This month for Cameos for Charity, we're doing the Center for Victims of Torture. I've done this charity a couple times and there's a reason. I literally cannot think of anything worse. We've used the word torture as a way to emphasize things we don't like to go through, but these are people that have literally gone through the worst things you can imagine. This center heals victims of torture through personal care worldwide, strengthens partners who heal torture survivors, and advocate for the protection and care of torture survivors. Heavy stuff I know, but you can help out. If you want a cameo of me saying happy birthday or good luck or whatever, click on the link below and be giving to a good cause. If you're like, nah, you suck, consider checking out this charity anyway. They're wonderful people doing wonderful work, and you can play a big part in helping with the healing.